Let's get down to business. I just got a head rush. What's up and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, beginning with A Game of Thrones. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, over here doing weird shit with his face is my co-host, Zach. What up? I'm doing my Winona Ryder impression at the Oscars when... The dude from Stranger Things is giving the speech, and it's really impassioned and stuff, and she's doing her, like, tripped out. I didn't see that. Oh, that's unfortunate. Really? Yeah. That's, like, that was a big meme when Stranger Things first hit. Oh, the old one there. I thought you were in, like, recently. No, 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 not the new one. Yeah, no, I was just doing my best Winona Ryder impersonation. It's not very good. Well, I mean, I could just start screeching and do her impersonation from Stranger Things, which is much worse. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Okay. So, speaking of random award shows, the the Emmys, I think it is, have released their nominees for, you know, who's been inducted. And not that we're followers of award shows, but Game of Thrones broke some records with like 37 nominations or some shit. Yeah. And so, we're not going to talk too much about that. I think they've been so. doing that since, like, season It started, one. yeah, exactly. So... But what yeah, else is new? Nothing. True. That's that, it. I, it was rhetorical, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. There really is no news. So if you're new, thank you for joining us. If you're not, welcome back. We are this week going to be reading John. Last week, we read Catelyn. Catelyn. Last week, we got to watch Tyrion's trial by combat up at the Eerie, and it was eerie how much... Catelyn resembled Lady Alyssa Aaron. And that wasn't no, no. It that was didn't good. Work. So it was a very and good chapter. It didn't work. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Fuck you. It didn't work. So it was a very good chapter. You don't work. But this week we're going north. Get a job. And north. And north to the wall. Well, we're not going that far. Yeah, I guess I mean, we could take back like north, north and north. North and a half. Yeah, north and a half. I like, I like it. it. Right. So John, we haven't so John, him in a while. So John, last time we we left John, this wasn't just last episode, but last time we left John, John had met our buddy Samuel Tarley yeah. for the very first time and through that chapter we watched the growth of their the the, the beginning of their relationship where Sa- Sam was getting bullied in the yard by Sir Alistair and Rast and some of the others. And John and Gren and Pip stood up for him and kind of took him in, and he became one of them and kind of melded into that. And they told each other sort of their stories and where they came yeah. from, and we got the horrible telling of Lord Randall's Harley and how he treated his son and why Sam actually had to come to the wall. And, yep. they, and then we got the great not-friends, brothers. Brothers. Quote. So yeah. that was the last time we were with John. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so this is John 5, and we open up in the training yard with Sir Alistair Thurn. And he's, he's bitching he's a, again. He's having a chat with the boys. He's, he's bitching got them again. <laughs> all assembled in the yard. So before we get too far into this chapter, I enjoyed this chapter very much so. And Zach has just been giving me fucking copious amounts of grief for that. I'm like. It's not a bad, it's not a bad chapter, okay. but, but, but w- I don't know, I just like big butts, and I cannot lie. I hate you so much. <laughs> I, so. I don't know, it just, John's angst really bores me, uh, just as a character trait, and I know John's a great, again, John's a great character, I don't detest John, but 
Apparently you do a little <sighs> bit, because fuck, man. I don't know. I just, there's, I, so we'll get into Zach's it. Zach's been throwing me some eggs. Maybe so hopefully I'll be able can, to put to Yeah, maybe we can discover what's causing you so through. much grief so in this Sir chapter. Alistair is bitching again. Surprise, so, surprise, John's chapter opens with Sir Alistair <laughs> bitching again. I guess that's check one. All right. So he is explaining to these piss ants that... There are five new recruits coming up the King's Road, and so he's been told that he needs to make some room. And so he'll be moving eight of them up to Lord Commander's watch so that he doesn't have to deal with their shit anymore. Yeah. And they will be named Knights, Men of the Night's Watch. Now, when he's saying this, he also mentions that... They're shit. Men will call you Men of the Night's Watch. But if any one of you believes that, then you're, and he says, you're more, what is it? I've got the quote written down for once. It's ridiculous. I think I wrote it down. Maybe not. But he's, uh. I've got the quote. You're just moving. I mean, apparently you hate the chapter because you're going through notes much quicker than I did. Did I jump way down that? Uh, Well, I'm just going to skirt back and touch on some of the points here that. He won as he's shitting on them. He's shitting on them about how just shit they are. That they're terrible with swordplay. They're shit. Shit, shit, shit. He even says their hands were made for shit shovels, not for swords. If it were up to me, you lot would be hurting the fucking swine. But we've got new recruit. This isn't something he wants to do and is sort of lightly doing. He doesn't agree with this decision. He thinks that they're all shit and need to remain in training. But they need to make room. So it's kind of higher up the line type thing. So he then I'm calls getting to that. He, well, like that was the, the, uh, the hold on. Just just wait a minute. <laughs> you want to know why I hate this chapter? Let me fucking do my thing here. So he calls out the names. We get Toad, Stonehead, Aurochs, Lover, Pimple, Monkey, Sir Loon, and he looks at John and the Bastard. And so we know Aurochs is Gren. We know Pimple is Pip, and the other ones are just the other ones. Uh, Stonehead, I think, is Halder, maybe? Uh, yeah, that might make sense. So um, Pip lets out a whoop because he's super pumped and yeah. thrusts his sword and so the That's air. when Thorn comes out with... Thorn fixes him with a reptile stare, it's described as, which is just It's like, just villainous. It's fucking... It's... It, that paints a picture, man, yeah, the look yeah. he's giving him. But and he says, that's when he gives him the... Yeah, that they will be called Men of the Night's Watch, but you are bigger fools than the Mummer's Monkey, if you believe that. You are green, and when winter comes, you will all die like flies. And He bounces. He just leaves. I'm so done. Yeah, because he just doesn't give a flying fuck about any of them. But the other boys gather around the eight who were named and they're all laughing and cursing and offering congratulations and Pip and Gren start wrestling in the yard as they're wont what to else do. Is new? And, and Darian sneaks off and finds a, a wine In the skin. fucking armory of all places. You know, isn't that what uh what's the uh Donald Noy, Donald Noy isn't I'm he sure. do, doesn't he have like red stained teeth from drinking so much red wine red so, sour but... which would make sense cuz he finds some red sour wine that right. they start passing around Jesus settle down Hey you know if you're going to shit on the chapter Seven then, take, hells. then take the the good points too well, they're tying I mean, it all together it make makes a perfect good point. sense it makes anyway, perfect sense. John notices that Samuel Tarley is being angsty off in the corner by himself, standing under a bare dead tree like it's the fucking album cover <laughs> for a Hawthorne Heights 
fucking CD. <laughs> well, they are Men of the Night's Watch. Jesus. They are expected to dress in black and take and lonely photos <laughs> beside anyway, cars. So John and... walks up, being the good guy that he is, and he offers Sam the skin, offers him some wine, and Sam says, thank you, but no thanks, John. And John... Is what's wrong? He, yeah, are you feeling ill? Like what? What's going on? And no, Sam, truly, I'm very. He well. forces a smile, but John is. Uh, he's saying that John's sure to do great when he moves on after he says his vow that he's sure to make First Ranger like his uncle was. And John corrects is. him is because Uncle Ben's alive. Uncle Benjamin's still <laughs> alive out there somewhere. And so Pip comes over to get the skin back from John. Yeah, because he's been he's and been wrestling it. ensues, and John ends up getting squirted with the wine skin, and then Mathar and Jaren begin pelting them all with snowballs, and it's a shit show. And by the time John looks up, Samuel Tarly is gone. He's off brooding <laughs> somewhere else in the darkness, he's, like yeah. a fucking vampire of angst. A pretty big vampire of angst. It's pretty terrible. Like he, anyway, he gets his fill. So it said that that night, Three Finger Hob made a pretty dank feast. A massive to feast, yeah. Celebrate food from the Lord Commander's table itself, like all sorts of shit. Yeah, no, it's a it's a special. And we know that Martin loves to describe food. Describe his foods. Food. I like food. I like food. Not too. I hop though. That's true. Or did you write down the food that they have? No, I mean, I'm not, I didn't write all Wonderful. that down. Wonderful. So, nor did I. Just that they're they're getting treated like yeah, kings. The, like John the gets older... escorted to the table by the Lord Steward himself, and it's the, just yeah. All the older men are patting him on the arm as he passes down to the the, the table by Although, the fire. Although, can I say and... that the dessert they had is the only thing I'll name? Ice blueberries. I don't know why, and but that sounds and whipped cream. That sounds delicious. Sweet whipped cream. Whatever the yeah, fuck that sounds it great. Is, I want to try it. It's sweet cream and, and blueberries that are frozen and. Mm, yeah, John's not gonna eat his. I'll have it. That's right. And so yeah, he does. The the boys are all having a grand old time. And John and isn't surprised. So he prepares to get up away from the frozen. Well, Pip kind of ignorantly asks if they're all gonna be kept together. And yeah, that's a pretty stupid. Yeah, and they like. I mean, Pip's but a it's dumbass, but it's though. also like it is pretty dumb to ask. But it's also kind of humanizing, like because that's like the schoolyard thing. You know, when you first yeah. go to a new school or start school for the first time, it's you sort of find that friend group, and then you're like, oh man, I really hope like we have classes, we have together, class together, or, and know. can sit next to each other, type of thing. And then they all start, you know, joking and giving each other shit that like, no, I hope I get sent to East Watch, so I don't have to fucking look at you anymore, type of thing. And John, yeah, isn't <laughs> he's not involved. Well, they, they begin talking about sort of the roles on the wall and how every man who wore the black walked the wall and every man who wore the black was expected to take up steel in its defense. But rangers alone were the ones who rode beyond the wall fighting wildlings and giants and snowboars. And then Halder mentions that he's probably going to be sent to the builders and we get the description of the builders who were the masons and carpenters to now, repair the keeps and this towers. is all important stuff, though. Well, yeah. Because the fact that, and not just that, obviously, that these tasks are important, but the fact that they're discussing it right here is meaning that it's putting it fresh in John's mind. That all these different jobs and all his friends here yeah. aren't going to be out fighting. But it's Thorne who's allowing them to pass. And so it's showing him that you don't have to be pro-mode fucking swordsman 
to be a man be of a nice value. Watch. It'd be a value. It, exactly. Yeah. And so I, it's really important, actually, that they're having this stupid so discussion that Pip brought up. So we also learn that the, the, the wall is in pretty big disrepair here, that the builders are having trouble keeping it up because normally they were the ones that also kept the woods from encroaching. But at this point, they have all they can do to man the Shadow Tower, Eastwatch, right. and Castle Black. So uh, John also mentions, and I really like it, that it was tradition a long time ago, and this isn't specifically mentioned, John alludes to it, but it was tradition a long time ago that each Lord Commander would raise the wall higher than he found it when he took yeah. command. And John mentions this in that the builders were the ones tasked with going and getting the blocks of ice from the, from lake, the lake and wheeling and drink, them back. Yeah. And so, yeah, they actually used to fucking build the wall even higher. Like, that's how right, big right. the Night's Watch was. This huge group of people who were able to send then out hoist these ice blocks and up and, yeah, exactly. and build this shit even higher. And so... Darren mentions that John is obviously the best sword among them and most likely to be the ranger and then probably first ranger, just as his he uncle was. was. And he gets all pissed off about that again. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he says that, you know, everyone else may have, but he refused to give up hope. Yeah, so he angst leaves and Pip follows him. What's wrong, bro? <laughs> and John says that he's worried about Sam. And Pip's like, yeah, no, it is unlike him to miss a meal. You're right. And <laughs> Which isn't... Uh... And untrue. John says, no, like, we're all leaving him. And he's scared. Yeah. And then he thinks back to the day he left Winterfell and all the goodbyes he had to say and how hard it is to leave the things that you're comfortable with. And that once they say their vows, they're all going to be busy. They're going to be sent to their tasks right. while Sam remains with Rast and the others and, and Sir Thorne, Alice or yeah. Thorne himself. Who, now that they're not there to protect him and not beat the shit out Obviously, of him, we'll Thorne's going to be like sicking them uh-huh. straight at him. And it's going to fuck him up. And Sam's too smart kill to him. not see that. Oh, absolutely. It'll kill him. Definitely. Absolutely. It's like John doesn't. John is right in sort of worrying about this. Like, I'm not. That's what I mean. It's like, I'm not shitting on John here in this chapter. It just. It really doesn't feel like there's enough meat, I guess, is what I would say. Like, this. I get that the, he's developing the relationship with John, John and Sam here, but like. It's the first time we get a John chapter in so long. I guess I just expected more to happen. Sure. Like maybe them to say their vows. I thought for some yeah, reason it was yeah. as we discussed a little bit before we hit record here. Like I guess that's probably my issue with it. It's just how little notes I was actually able to squeeze. Yeah, from it. I mean technically it's a very straightforward chapter. Yeah, yeah. Like so that's what I'm. Yeah, not a not a lot actually happens yeah, here, yeah. and so that I think is just my my biggest issue. But it also it did. Give me the feelsies when he thinks of Arya showering him with kisses when they said their goodbyes. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. And so John yeah. heads out with ghosts. Well, he, I like when, when Pip, right as he's leaving, Pip says, you did all you could, John. Mm. And John says, all I could wasn't <laughs> enough. No. No. All I could. <laughs> it wasn't enough. It's, it's angsty John at his best. So, yeah, he, he heads out with ghosts to the stables and he saddles up his horse and he mounts and he rides south from castle black across the moonlit night with ghosts running off ahead of him to hunt and john's all right with that because well he got this uh, dire wolf gotta eat i noticed that he had 
saying that he had gotten this restlessness feeling when he was in there, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason he got up and left. You think that's ghosty? It might have been the fact that Ghost was cooped up in the kennels and ready to go. And Ghost so, was like, hungry and wanted re- to hunt. Yeah, and so he needed to so get So it says that John had really no destination in mind. He just wanted to ride again, another character associating the riding with the freedom. And, free- the, and yeah. I think that's it. I think it could be... But then again, is it really that... Ghost is feeling cooped up, or is John feeling cooped up, and Ghost is feeling it? So it's yeah, like yeah, a well, reflect, you yeah, know, it's like reciprocation, it's just you know? they're both getting worked up mm-hmm. because I feel like John's getting cabin fever here as well, where like you can't leave because yeah. that's what always what I believe until John does this, where apparently they can just saddle up and go and like go for a ride, which is pretty dope, and I would imagine that that's pretty frequent, like yeah, you'd think to get out and a... take a breather from being trapped Under in Castle wall. Black yeah. all the time, and so. He follows the stream for a bit, just listening to it, and it's nice. And then he cuts over uh, across some fields to the King's Road. Yeah. And seeing the King's Road instantly makes him homesick for Winterfell. Yeah, which, why wouldn't it? Absolutely. You know, he's 15, 14, 15. And so he starts thinking that Winterfell's there, King's Landing's down there. Yeah, I, well, I love how he does there. that. He says, um, where am I here? Winterfell, River Run, King's Landing, the Erie, and so many other places, Casterly Rock. The Isle of Faces, huh. the Red Mountains of Dorne, huh. the Hundred Islands of Bravos, and the Smoking Ruins of Old Valyria. Uh. Is this the first time we've heard Isle of Faces? I think so. First time. In Jon Snow's chapter? In Jon Snow's chapter. Get first time. shit on. And somebody's disappointed with this I mean, chapter. no, like, the reference is cool, but, like... I mean, so, we get a name drop here. But it's... do you do you think it has importance? The fact that it's his chapter, he's the first person to bring I mean, up this destination. If anything, that we know nothing about at the moment. If anything, I see more significance in the Red Mountains of Dorne. Which again, we that's, just got right. in Ned's chapter the, the backdrop like, of that the mountains, Yeah, that's the red like mountains. that's like my in brain screensaver at the moment is so, just Sir Arthur Dane and the Kingsguard. Does he know of the Red Mountains of Dorne just because of education? Right, like I think, Lewin and I think stuff? He, that, and I think that's it. I think these are places he'd like to see one day. And so I think the Isle of Faces is probably... Do you think probably, the Tower of Joy fight scene, does anybody know about... Everyone knows that he went there and fought Sir Arthur Everyone knows he Dane. went there and fought Sir Arthur Dane. Right. Yeah, and, and so, so I'm sure they know the graves are there, and I'm sure Ned said, if you want to go find their bodies, you know, yeah, that's, that's where they are. So he's... So I'm sure just, he heard that that's he where He may Ned be specifically start. thinking of those Made red this, mountains yeah, of Dorne from that story where his that father did this yes b- brilliant fighting and so the place where and that's another cool thing right there and the ruins of old valeria i mean the i think that's just like, yeah it's, that, it's very yeah um and so, so but it says all places john would never see yeah all oh man that was that was the the world was down that road and he was here I just, I yeah. love that line. He's he's truly at the end of the world, he feels like. And he's later, later, later on, Melisandre describes the wall as the hinge of the world. Right. And so, like, there's, I think, like, I think it's more, like, than just homesickness and the lost long longingness of this bastard. Like, I feel like there's something innate about the wall that just weighs on people where yeah, there like is horcrux that what where like it is this place where it is the hinge of the world it is the edge of the world it is the end of the world because there's just this 
gloom about it even though it's this beacon of protection it's so gloomy yeah, and heavy just... and oppressive and these chapters are just fucking ugh. Like, yeah i mean you feel like you're in jail yeah or, yeah you know. that's why like when he leaves king's land uh castle black i mean it's it's this Freeing. like it's, it's you get this oh, breath of air yeah exactly. you breathe no it makes sense especially when you said that you'd think it would be more common that these these Men Night are rides, taking out yeah. the rides and stuff. I mean, they do go to Molestown a lot and True, get their that's, fuck on. That's but, so he says that he he thinks that he isn't obligated to say the vow. He didn't come here as an outlaw. He's not here to repent for some crimes. He came here freely and he's can leave freely until... up until he says his vows. And then we know he becomes a criminal if he decides he doesn't want to stick there for life. And so then he starts thinking about just... Turning and going. He could be there before the next full moon and be with his brothers at Winterfell. And then then he thinks to himself, half-brothers. And And Lady Catelyn would not want him there anyway. And he starts thinking about all these things that there's no reason for him there. And he says no place for him at Winterfell or King's Landing. And he thinks that even his mother... King's Landing's an interesting one, too. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's because he wouldn't be... It means he to go with his father and Bran yeah, and Arya. Okay, yeah, yeah, And so he's just accompanying them, so there's no place for him there, even. Yeah, What's he going to do? He's a bastard with the hand of the king. Like, it wouldn't make sense. And he says even his mother didn't want him. And he wonders who she was. Yeah, he thinks... And all that fun And he stuff. thinks about why Ned left her and... First, I think that's funny. And then he has this quote. Because she was a whore or adulteress, fool, something dark and dishonorable, or else why would Lord Eddard be too ashamed to speak of her? Ashamed. And it's fucking poor kid. Like, and you wonder why he's angsty. Like... His mom's this fucking badass bitch. His dad was he the don't prince know that. of everything, and and you. But that's it. You wonder why nah, his dad's Edard Stark. His, and his dad won't tell him who his mother is, and so he assumes that she's a whore. So I don't. I feel bad for the kid. I. I do. I like. I'm not saying that John deserves shitting on his life. The shit, but. Anyway, he turns and looks back to the wall, and he sees the lights burning up in the Lord Commanders. Or uh, well, no, no he, he looks back and he just can't he see can't see Castle yeah, Black because it's blocked by a so hill. So he starts heading, but back. he sees the wall. Yeah, and so he he, he turns it. around and he heads for home. Where says, he's joined by Ghost. Yep, who Ghost comes, comes back, out bloody, bloody muzzle, from a kill. You know, expected. And uh, so. He he does make the crest there, and that's when he sees the the light of Lord Commander's tower uh, and all the fun fire stuff. and stuff. And so he makes his way into the stables. Um, did he have something he said right before that? Let's. See. He just he finds himself thinking about. Sam oh yeah, right. Tarling, that's what I was going to say. He said he finds himself. He with... as he's riding in, he knows what it is that he's got to do. Yeah, so he stables the horse and ghost, and he heads. Directly to Meister Eamon's chambers. Yeah, which we learned Meister Eamon lived in apartments under the rookery with two young stewards to tend to his needs. They're extremely gross, and I didn't write down their entire descriptions because they're just gross and boily. And yeah, so Chet so is... Clytus and Chet. Uh, Clytus is practically blind. Yeah. And, he, and Chet is dumb and ugly. And hot-tempered. And hot-tempered. And it's Chet who opens the door when John knocks, asking. And this, I love this part with John because it's... 
This is an angsty John. This is this like is getting shit done. This John. Is, exactly. That like this is the best part of the chapter. Right. Here. I can't disagree. With yeah. That. So, and so Ch- Chat's being a dick about yeah, you know so he, Master Eamon sleeping. You should be too. Uh, well, that's it. He goes. John tells him he needs to speak with Master Eamon right then, and he's like, "Well, Master Eamon's a bed. He, you need to come back tomorrow." And he goes to close the door, and John's like, "Nope." Puts his boot in the way, and won't let him close the fucking door and saying tomorrow is too late. It would, it's, I need to talk to him right now. And Chad tells him, well, Eamon's not accustomed to being woken in the night. Do you know how old he is? And right here, this line, he fucking kills it old enough to treat visitors with more courtesy than you. Like, Oh, I hit the table for once. It wasn't you. What? And so John, yeah, he, I disagree. He's getting quippy and it's hilarious. Well, I mean, like, is Chet wrong? Like, Eamon's like fucking a hundred, dude. Let him sleep. No, like, if he thinks it's, if his, if he thinks his friend's life is in danger tomorrow, which I don't know about tomorrow. Which does, but John but, doesn't really like explain the the direness of that. Like, he doesn't say that it's like life or death. No, yeah. Well, he he and so that, like, he does here in a second. He says. Would I be here if it wasn't important? Like, clearly I'm not going to wake this guy up if it's not imperative that I talk to him right now. Again, like, I just got to believe that it's not a normal occurrence for new recruits to come pounding on Mace Raymond's door. All the more reason to be... I, like, it's still, it's, I think it's just a lot, uh, a lot to ask of Chet for him to just be like, oh yeah, sure, John, come on in, bud, let me go fucking well, drag Eamon's ass But out he of also just was shying John off. He could have at least been like, well, what's it in regards to? What do you need to talk to him about? Well. No, not important. I'm sure Chet yes. was woken up too and was pretty pissed about no. it, and I don't blame him. So, anyway, Chet lets him in yeah, and, and tells, tells him, him to go make a fire. Get a fire lit, because he's not having Eamon catch a chill because of John's fucking yeah. dumbass. And so, John... Got the fire crackling merrily when the Meister was escorted in by Chet. And he's... I'll take a chair by the fire. Hell yeah, you will. That's why the fire's there. And so he sits down. John apologizes for waking him. Because John's not an asshole. Eamon says that it's quite all right because he wasn't sleeping. He finds the older he gets, the less he needs sleep. Which, in all actuality... Like I'm kind of, I'm gonna call bullshit on Mister Eamon here. Like as much as I think that yes he is, I think like he he dude's an old dude. Like I think he's nodding off a couple more times than he thinks. Oh well, sure, so, but like, he still wasn't. No old, motherfucking needs sleep. To... He sounded like a motherfucking vampire all nocturnal. Well, when and you're shit. blind, you can yeah, fall asleep you, and not worry about it. When you're blind, you gain this supernatural ability. To never need <laughs> sleep again. So you just are forced to ruminate on all your memories. Like so, all right. Amen. But he says, I often spend half the night with ghosts, remembering times 50 years past as if they were yesterday. The mystery of a midnight visitor is a welcome diversion. Egg. So piss off, chat. Eamon's happy Chet's to see just him. doing his job. Chat 2012. Yeah. All right, so John asks him to have Samwell accepted. Accepted Push as a through man with them. To jump training. And Eamon's like, yo, that's Thorne's job. Well, Chet jumps in first and says, this isn't a matter for... For my, the Meister. True like, that. what the, the fuck are you bringing Bre- this to Breach of protocol. And he's John's like... John's out of line. Chet, why don't you go sit your ass in a corner? Let the, let the adults talk here. And he tells him he's he's the one that's char- in charge of those who are sick and, and ill and wounded. And Meister Eamon's like, well, is Sam sick or... Wounded? He gon' be. 
And he's like, he will be soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I kill him. And he he basically lays everything out to Meister Eamon. Like, what has occurred since the day All that Sam Well got there. All his about leaving Winterfell. No. His diary entries. He doesn't give him the diary entries. Oh. He no he, yeah he, he tells him everything even about like Sam and putting rast and, and ghosts sick and ghosts and on him, him. Yeah. yeah so he goes into everything and explains like if Sam is left there he will die that's that's what there is Eamon listens silently taking it all in and Chet, Chet just gets pissed yeah. again saying that Sam is a pig in a uh, hopeless craven uh, if what John says is true. And Eamon says, well, what would you have done with Sam? Right. And Chet tells him, I'd leave him there. Keep training him. And or, I don't care. Or if let it, him die. Or let him die. Yeah. If it takes years for him to become. He'll get capable. better he'll, or he'll die. And that's that. And John says, that's stupid. Yeah. Which and he gives this. Is out. an Arya. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Absolutely an Arya, uh, Lyanna, yeah, Arya, exactly. Stark outburst. And so he explains why. And he gives the, I loved it. Because he. Do you have this whole description? I don't have the whole thing quoted, but I know. Because, yeah, he he recalls asking Maester Lewin back at Winterfell why he wore the chain around his neck. And Maester Lewin broke it the fuck down for him and said that the Maesters forged her chain and that each chain is made of different metals. and, And that's intentional because each of the metals represents a different kind of learning and did you write down any examples because i didn't so basically he like iron is warfare and uh tin is finances gold is sums yeah and he didn't mention it but like i think dragon glass is magic and i think valerian valerian steel steel is the higher mysteries mysteries, right that's it yeah but yeah so he explains that you know lewin told him that they're all made of these different ones and once you've mastered the the art you can so yeah it's basically hogwarts but once you finish a class you get a sweet ring of metal that you add to this sick ass chain and then by the time you graduate you got this dope ass blang once he says that aemon says okay and Essentially, and then John goes into the second part of this, and he says, "Well, just like the metals, each metal representing these different things, you also have people that represent those. You have the farmers and the miners and the smiths that make up these different things that need to be done, the different tasks that need to occur. Not everyone's suited for every job. A chain need needs all sorts of metals, as a land needs all sorts of people." And so Eamon smiles and yeah. says, and so? And like, so. Eamon knows the answer here. Oh, yeah, he, he knows, knows exactly like, what's, what's about to yes. occur. And, and he's just prompting John on. And so he says that, John says that the Night's Watch has needs of all sorts, too. Sam will not become a warrior. Putting a sword in his hand and beating him to he gets he, to he his says, feet. He says, Sir, uh, Lord Randall Tarly couldn't forge him yeah. into a warrior. Alistair Thorne. Thorne's not going to either. So Meister Eamon then brings up a different. Does he? Does he like hunting? Well, he. John says, "Why shouldn't Sam be a steward if he, if and he can't check, hold a sword?" Oh, right there, yeah. And check, check his piss, saying super... it's not fucking easy. Right. Like you... we do shit. We you know we take care of the the cattle and the livestock. You know we plow and the fields. John shits all over Chet here. He's like, first of all, you can't read. Like, well, Eamon, because Eamon asks, Eamon kind of agrees with Chet um, for a minute and asks John, can Samwell plow a field? Can he hunt? No, he detests hunting. Can he drive a wagon? 
uh, all like oh, all, yeah, this all these shit. farming yeah. and hunting and all these other tasks. Or the things Can he butcher a cow? Yeah. And it's just no, 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 no. And so Chet's laughing, but John knows one thing that Sam can do better than anyone in Castle Black currently. And Eamon asks what that is, and John says, "Helping you, Maester." And he says, "He can do sums, and he can read and write, which." I know that Chet and Clytus can't do because yeah, Clytus is near bind and, and Chet does, is he's a dumbass. And Samwell has read every book in his father's library. Yeah, he is, he, and he just lays out. He'd all, be good with the ravens he, because he's, he's great, great with, with the animals. animals. Ghosts loved him immediately. Exactly. So why kill a man to no end? Make use of him instead. And so Maester Aemon closes his blind eyes and sits for a minute. And John thinks he falls asleep, and he might have. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't need the sleep. Says that, well, actually, you really enjoy this. Did you want to read this quote? That Lewin taught you well. Yeah, he's so, it's great. He says, your, your mind is as deft as your blade. And I love my streaming so much. That's the only part of the quote I wrote down. That's your mind is as deft as your blade, it would seem. And he says that I will think on what you have said. Chet, I believe now I am ready to sleep. Yeah. Show our young brother to the door. And the chapter ends. And so Eamon's going to think on getting Sam pushed through to become his and boot Chet to the fucking door. Full spoiler reread. He succeeds. Well, yeah. Yeah, obviously he succeeds. John takes care of Sam here. And it's pretty great because we in this chapter, and it just kind of hit me that we get to see John kind of plotting to get Sam in. And then later Sam does all the plotting with Maester Eamon to get John elected for oh, yeah, Lord Commander. Yeah, that's... And so... <laughs> we, we see them both doing it. So That's when John cool. gets pissy later, when Sam gets him to be Lord Commander, John kind of has it coming. Yeah, because he did it to Sam. We forced him into. Granted, but anyway, he made him live. Like I said, I don't hate it. I just, I guess, I was expecting a little more for how long we had in between John chapters, but. It's good. I really enjoy the last bit with Chet and Eamon and John. Yes, and, yeah, that's my favorite. And the part bit of it. with Ghost, I, I'm feeling dumb because I feel like there was something two ghosts that like it it really i kept rereading ghost running out with his muzzle all bloody obviously having received a kill because i felt like there was some significance there like it was something there was something going on in the background or something that well that's it maybe it was just something to do with the fact that because ghost was hungry and needed to hunt john couldn't focus and once he'd gotten the kill and he was a little more at ease he was able to think on the way back to the castle and came up with this i need to tell him yeah yeah I need to could explain be that where they both kind of so had yeah. that clarity heading back um do you have an abductee yeah um i mean you're gonna shit on me but i was gonna give mine to chat oh my god Chet's just doing his fucking uh, job man and i'm for the working class a, he, people he talks mad shit on on sam i mean by all means induct no gonna induct he, he like he does he i mean he does yeah no like he's like, he's obviously an asshole but <laughs> he fucking also like he he defends the the stewards like pretty yeah, harshly yeah. like and you know i'm pretty sure that like it's mainly because he's got a pretty cushy fucking job. He's Sir Alistair of, th- of and, like, the stewards. And, like, fuck the fuck off with you coming in here and trying to get your best bud, like, the cushiest <laughs> job in the fucking... Like, fuck you, John. So, trying to sneak him into my apartment, you see that? No, part? I think we no, have sorry. so many good, uh, strong-headed, level-headed people in the Brotherhood so far with all the inductees and the inductees that we've gotten into the sisterhood from the Not-So-Silent Sisters as well that... 
I think we need one hothead asshole. We need to fill <laughs> out that ranks to kind of balance it. So, yeah, I'm inducting Chet because he was just doing his job, trying to let him right. sleep or memory, whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah, that one's Meditate. fine. You got, a, you got one? Yeah, I'm giving mine to Meister Lewin. Oh, the Meister's yeah. Meister. Because without his knowledge and, and uh Yeah, no, that was good. And so I really like that, that John paid enough attention to, to recall all that. And the way he broke it down was just... Uh, uh, granted, I really did like uh, Eamon and his... And so... Mm. And just leading John on. I like, liked Eamon's knows. reference to, to, to Lewin, you know? Lewin taught you well. Like, yeah. And I don't know why, but it, even in the first read, it feels like Eamon is significant. So his opinion of people is kind of... Yeah. So like when he gives the approval of Lewin, you're it's like, like yes! Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted Lewin to be a good guy. Yeah. Eamon yeah. says he is now because he taught John well. Right. Fuck yeah! So, Wonderful. I like it. Maester Lewin, absolutely. And those are our inductees. Mm. And yeah. our thoughts on... John, this was John 5, right? Yeah, yeah. On Johnny Boy so 5. We're coming towards the end of this this ser- this book here. Yeah, we are. Everyone, we're on. Getting... Chapter 42 is next, and that will be Tyrion 6. Tyrion 6. And so he's coming down the mountain. Yeah, he'll be leaving uh, uh, the Erie on the high road. After that, we're going to have Eddard, I think, 12 at this point, 11. 11, I One think One of these. Is. Yeah, 11. So we're moving through, so, people. So, yeah, we're more than halfway through this book. If you aren't rereading with us, you absolutely should because they're fantastic, whether you've read them before or not. And if you've never read them before, pick it up and start reading. Give it a dabble. And then when you're done doing that, write into us because we want to know what you guys think and who you guys want to induct into the Brotherhood. Yeah. Because we're all in this together. And that's how you're getting. Damn. So, anyway. Without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. Do that. Did that come through all the way? I think so. Word. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast on Instagram at Brotherhood Without. And I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. You're on Twitter. Carstark92. At Carstark92. And we're also on Spotify, I, uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rate and review, subscribe, whatever. But definitely review and rate us. We love you for that. So get us your inductees. If you have theories you like, if you found something interesting in the chapter, if you found something that we didn't talk about in the chapter, let us know. Otherwise, we will see you on the next episode, Tyrion 6. I wonder if we're going to be correct and... It's going to be whores and wenches waiting for them at the bottom of the Eerie. Even though we're full spoiler reread podcasts, because that's what we said uh, Tyrion might have whispered in oh, yeah, the year. But uh, even though we're spo- full spoiler, we know we're going to find that out next episode to keep things mysterious. So tune in next week. Fellow to Harris. Peace. Everybody, it's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called Podcoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff. Gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh... 
you can get free stuff. So why not take advantage of something you already do?